Thanks for choosing Boomers with Beverages. This time, the Boomers talk about a few of their favorite things. Well, hello. Hello. Wow. (laughs) I'm happy to see you. Wait, are we starting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've already started. Dan, we've been doing this for 15 minutes. Where have you been? Yeah, I'd rather not say. We're we're getting ready to wrap up the show. I I dropped my my gump stick in the... uh, (laughs) Your gump stick. I got a new job starting. We will address what that is because there are folks that... I got to get to work. That don't have the... You have to listen to every episode. Don't have the knowing. Of course they do. That is part of Boomers with Beverages bingo, so you can now put your mark on... Gumstick. Yes. <laughs> so well, heard... wait, wait till we come out with our crossword puzzle. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. What's that's the... going to be fun. Nice. What we'll make it really exciting because two-thirds of the words will be misspelled. That's yes. what's going to make it really <laughs> yes. challenging. Speaking of, cro- speaking of crosswords, <laughs> i got a little tidbit here for you. One of my fraternity brothers, mm-hmm. Will Shorts, is the editor of the New York Times crossword puzzle. Oh, we need to talk to him. That would yeah, be awesome. Do. Yeah. Because literally yeah. for a lot of people, it's the only reason they get that paper. The yeah. only reason. Yeah. And I had no, he, he was the, he was one of the first people at Indiana University, where I went to college, uh, where his, his um, major was enigmatology. Wow. So the Ooh, study of the study of puzzles. That and is so cool. I didn't even know that. Was, that was a major. I'm going well, back to well, college. Let me tell you the story. And it, uh, back in the uh, back in the day when I went to college in, in the early 70s, this was in the 1870s. Inf- for those yes. of you, this was in his infancy. He was able to design his own major based on his interest in puzzles. Oh, I think that that's so much cool. more common now yeah. than it was back then. But And he eventually went on to law school at the University of Virginia. Don't think he ever practiced law. But anyway, he's... That's awesome. That's a, I mean, that's, he's, I he's like it. a big deal in the What'd puzzle world. Well, Enigmatology? Enigmatology. Enigmatology. That and his, that brother, so cool. his, his brother Jim, successful with athletic apparel. So, that's true. That's right. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. Very nice. It's um, it's like Kleenex. It's Jim Shorts. Will so Shorts. Yeah. See, Jim Shorts. Uh, Hello, uh, Arthur. Once I'm again. Sorry. I, it's all the pot. What'd, what'd, you, what'd you have for breakfast this morning, pot. Bong Man? Well, that, pot. Yeah, bong. It's, hey, it's, I'm Bong Man. I don't, don't take that title from me. Well, there's a, there's a puzzle game that I've been playing literally 20 years. Tic-tac-toe? No, it's called Scroggle. 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 It's like Boggle where you... You know, there's a pattern of yeah. letters laid out, and you trace. But you use this Scrabble tiles. So the guy who created it, I think Mike Lolina mm-hmm. is his name, Scroggle, and okay. it's it's fun because there's this whole community and chat room and people. It's it's really nice. It's like a almost like a family. It's it's really very sweet. But there's always this thing about there's words that show up that aren't actual words, like floweriness. Floweriness? No, are, flower. Like you talk about something as is. is a, there's a floweriness. Okay, flower. This is the plural of flower, which does, floweriness. No, floweriness says, yeah, n-e-s-s-e-s. But but just because it's not a word doesn't mean it can't be a word. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is is that's the whole thing that people? Such a, why isn't such and such? It, it's it's like this is not a word puzzle. This is a scroggle puzzle. Okay, <laughs> so you has got to be fun to Yeah, don't get the dictionary involved then here. I, then I want to play because yeah, it's I got a lot of things that say that don't aren't really words. DailyScroggle.com. So. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> You're gonna go clear your throat. Daily Scroggle. Is it in like uh, Farmer Times? 
Jane Apple Star. No, it's, on, it's online. Topics. DailyScroggle.com is the website. Okay. And the new puzzle shows up every night at 10 p.m. That's every pretty night sweet. at 10, and it's Scroggle. Yeah. yeah. But the website is Daily Scroggle. Daily Scroggle. DailyScroggle.com. Monthly. Daily Scroggle because. Is it popular? Did I say that it shows up every night at 10 p.m.? You I may have said admit, that, but we, who was can we, listening? Can we play back? Can we? Hundreds of people. Thank you. All right. But anyway, no, it's just, it's a lot, but, but it's that whole thing of, you know, words and Sounds puzzles cool. and things. Are you, you know, we, if we're going to stick with the dictionary, because the guy that created the puzzle bought a word list from somebody. Somebody wow. had created this word list. And so he bought, and from Snoop Dogg. And I, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Cause schnizzle, schnizzle shows up all the time. But, do they have an Italian version? Uh, they do. You know, we what you do with schnizzle? Hey. Everything ends in I and yeah, I. We, we, yeah, we can't have, we can't really have enough vowels in the puzzle to do an Italian version. Which is. Schnizzellini. Yeah, you guys like, ever do that wordle English crap? You ever do any of that? I've done. Yeah, I've done Wordle. It's fine. Any of those things? I don't yeah. know. Uh, well, the, Sudoku or Sudoku? Like the reason Sudoku? rhyming is not a big deal in English poetry, there's all kinds of poetry stuff, is because there are so few words that really that rhyme. But like Italian, everything seems to end in either O or I. And so... Or A. Or A. Yeah. yeah so, so you got... It's, it's easier to come up with rhymes in Italian. And why is he whistling? Because he's Cause bored with the Because apparently our English teacher is just going on I'm, and I'm, yes. on. What's and the first thing on our agenda today? So we are taxing Jim's brain so and he's asking for a so refund. On. Look, I'm so, late for, I'm so late Dan, for work. Let's what go. are you drinking that's putting you in such a mood? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, thank you for getting back to the topic of the podcast. What I'm having here is a non-alcoholic premium mixer ginger beer made with pure cane sugar from the house of Stoli. Ooh, the house of Stoli. I'm guessing that's Stolichnoya vodka. Stoli. Oh, yes. But it's, a, it's, it's a actually very a very second or third czar of it's Klingon. Nice. This is my first of this, but the yeah, we this is the third episode we're recording today, and yeah, I, the whiskey I had for the first two is uh, hitting. Well, now know, that we know yes. what Comrade Davis is drinking, mm. let's go on to his Terwidgery. Yeah, um, what, what am I drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, <laughs> show me your show papers. Gerson, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking some Gersenweiler bourbon. I have to get to work. Hurry it's like up. talking to Sybil with you. It's like, what do you think? Who's the personality? One of Sally Field's finest roles, I think. Imbecile? No, no. We know who imbecile is. We can't name names. That's a lawsuit. So was that drinking your what? Drinking I'm drinking the, this. The it's uh, it's West alligator whiskey rye. I'm drinking the. Uh, it is a whiskey rye. Yes. I'm drinking Sun King's orange vanilla sunlight cream ale. You're both drinking the same thing. The beer. No, that's cream ale. Don't like this beer. Is orange vanilla. It says right there, it's cream ale. I'm, this I'm is not orange that vanilla. Anymore. This says cream ale. But that does not okay. have orange or vanilla. I'll tell you right now. You're going to be horse's ass. <laughs> We're going to go up back. I swear to God. You pick that one more what time. What we have here is a failure, failure to, to communicate. communicate. Oh, just have you a know. failure to make a <laughs> no, you penetration with that skull of y'all. <laughs> this is that vanilla. Close. That was close. Vanilla. Say vanilla. You have to understand. No, that's Jim is channel, channeling Deputy Dog. <laughs> a lot of people listen to me and decide they want to get involved and tangled with my speech. Yeah. Uh, Pete, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not drinking. I went to the bong. I went oh, back to the shit. bong. I look, I'm looking at shit in your glass. Looks like urine. It looks like you're what? in uh, trouble. Well, I went uh, south of the border again, and I'm drinking mm-hmm. Modelo Especial that is a good uh, beer. Mexican beer. I like the Modelo. Uh, I, I really, oh, yeah. I really like. They have a dark version. I, I yeah. prefer this one, but um, that's good. Hey, you know, you, you guys that. mentioned Sybil and people, mm-hmm. you know, m- multiple personalities. It got me wondering if you have multiple personalities. Then you apply for a credit card. Do you have to get one for each person? Maybe. You are your own cosigner. Yeah, that's right. Oh, see, yep. again, thank goodness we have Dan we, to yes. help us through. I used to. Work I am here to give you answers. He's a man. <laughs> I did. Just, used to work at a as long as you're not particular yeah. about whether they're right or wrong. Oh, I can give you videos. answers. You collect what? <laughs> Johnny on the spot <laughs> with bad information. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I collected. I collected. I collected. <laughs> wow, this is fun. This is called boomers yeah. with yeah. beverages. That's the, luckily, <laughs> luckily, Artie is at his mother's house, and so. So I have a bed right away home. I have a bed. Have you been down the hall? His bedroom hasn't changed since 1968. (laughs) Just vote for RFK. I mean, it's all. There's got to be a lot of blood in there. Is it Raquel Welch poster? I think it was 12 hours after I left for college, my parents turned my bedroom into a den. But, you know. You know, according to your mother, uh, Artie, you're still wetting your bed, and you know that. Uh, she would have no way of knowing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, Dan, as, as, as the younger boomers, that we have to understand they're they're older, so they have incontinence issues that are a little they more are, common. Yes. We don't yet, so mm-hmm. we have to kind of you know bear with them. We I have them. a lot of incontinence. Yeah, depends. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought it was incompetence. Oh, that bit. was it. That's it. Incompetence. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah. we have the Sunshine Boys here. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> hey. How you doing? Yeah, doing great. <laughs> All right. I, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily looking forward to making the transition. to. Oh, should I use the word transition? I don't, uh, I don't think you can anymore. What am I smelling? I'm smelling I'm moving on to the next part of the program. because well, let's see what someone, that is. Someone has to. For people all, at home that have a program, right, they're wanting on, us to hold stick on, to hold it. On. Let's get it started. What? Three, two, one. You don't need a ton <laughs> countdown for this. Do you do this with everything? Everything. Eight. Hold on. Let me get yes. my fork. Three. <laughs> so you, you basically, <laughs> folks, you, it, it's important that you always listen to the podcast episodes that are multiples of three. Yes. Because those are always the third ones we oh, did oh, in the session. Yeah. <laughs> the third ones. Yeah. The third ones we do are a little different. I'm going to start top of mind just because I'm oh, not sure God. what you've got yes. going on here. Yes. Oh, I, please. I, you know, I tried to have a little fun the last couple of podcasts. This time I got to get a little serious. Because, All right, serious. Um, always proud. To con- you know that I am a naturalized citizen. 1983 mm-hmm. became a citizen of the United States. Happy, happy to see people come here legally. Let me say that a little more slowly. Please do. What's happening at our southern border? Atrocious. It is a sin. Yeah. Uh, it's a sham. Anyone with a brain can see right through why it's being let happen. I don't know what the end game is, folks, but. I feel for the people that live down there that are trying to make a living, honestly. I realize there's probably some folks that are coming over the border that probably should be coming over the border legally. Some when, you're ta- when you're yeah. talking about the potential of 6 million illegals in one year, that's altering not just to the makeup of towns and cities, but in terms of the budgets and affordability and yeah. what's going to happen financially in this country – you know, again, it's not like we we need other you know more things to pray for on Sunday at church, but add that to the list because we're mm. we're we're going down a road we've never been down before, and I'm hoping we survive. Pete Molina, what you got? Well, I think maybe I just 
should move to Portugal after that a little. Now I um the, just a make shout sure you out go to my, legally. Yeah. Shout out to my daughter Lizzie. This is her last week of her last year of law school. Yay. Wow. Absolutely. Awesome. Nice. On, on awesome. to the bar exam and I'll be off well, to the bar. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you can teach yes. her all about passing the bar or, or not passing. <laughs> they the can bar. take her to the bar. Dan <laughs> Davis, we know that you've got your uh, wisdom ready to I have my wisdom here. ready to go and that is try assuming the best about people. Start from there. Let them prove you that they're making a mistake. Just so often we see somebody doing something, we is oh well, well they're not doing that because blah. let's assume the best. That's a good way to start. I like it. it. Is. Great point. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Artie, Widgery. I used to be in a wet nurse on an alligator farm a long time ago. And uh now I'm a I'm a fry cook at a petting zoo. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. What do you need? All right, then. Since you brought up alligators, this is a good segue. Do you want to uh, let our readers, or readers, oh my God. (laughs) There are probably people out there that read too, don't you think? I'm sure. I wouldn't read our Would you like to let our listeners know the difference between a crocodile and and an alligator? Yeah, one we'll see later, one we'll see in a while. Okay. Just want to make sure everybody knew that. Wait a, yes. That's, yes. And and just remember, Pete does love Cracker Jack. So thanks, Pete, for getting your material from them. It's either that or get tattoos. It's bad. Or, and it's the gum. Remember? Double bubble or whatever. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the gum that always had the comic strip on? Nicotine gum. No. It was, it was double bubble. Was it Nicorette. double bubble? Bazooka. No, bazooka. Bazooka. Bazooka Joe. Bazooka Joe. At least yeah. you could chew that. It wasn't like the he top. Was it wasn't like the top bubble gum card gum. my best friend. When you would buy the gum, you know, that brick hard. Oh, oh it was hard as that. You know what? It cut my roof this of my is, mouth. This is going to surprise you, Jim, but very few people bought... Tops, bubble gum for the bubble gum. See, and that's what's different. So yeah, so often I, I, they just, they wanted the cards. baseball cards. But see, yeah. I grew up in Canada, and in Canada with every pack, you got Canadian bacon. So it was totally different. <laughs> well, you know. I laughed at your jokes. You got to laugh did at they have, Did they have hockey? I love your humor. Did they have hockey cards? Like um, uh, oh. Hockey was uh, big up there, or still is. But they, so I've heard. Did yes. you just ask if hockey was big up in no, Canada? No, I said since did hockey they, was no, big up there. Did they have hockey cards? Of for course. Okay, they're, they're, cards. I know that. Yeah, they're out there. They actually have a different brand. It's not even Tops. It's called Opeachy. It's a whole different brand. Opeachy. Opeachy. So they, they have Tops, but Tops in Canada is called Opeachy. O- it was an Irishman e- from Georgia. C H E. No, it's like Opeachy. Yeah. Oh, Peachy. Yeah. Right. See. No. <laughs> Wow. We need to be. We up. have, yes, we have medics standing by so, for Artie. I'm going to be so grateful when Pete gets back from Portugal and Artie's done in the <coughs> laboratory. Yeah. It'll be so cool. Pete, you want, you're going to Portugal again? No, I just think I missed occasionally that. He said he was going to go. Every I, occasionally I think about moving there because of all the stuff going on here. Because he has to sit. Once in a while, I go to Portland over in uh, Jay County, west, <laughs> western edge of Indiana. <laughs> we're going to jump into Eastern a, edge. Uh, excuse me, Eastern edge. Jay County is east. We're going to jump into a best of the best list. We got kind of a little, I wouldn't say it's unorthodox, but some different uh, subjects I threw out there to get you guys the feel from you guys for what you would consider the best in, in a couple of different categories. Mm-hmm. Wanted to share a little bit uh, from the net. I always like to find the real unusual stories that I think would uh, make for a quick conversation with you guys. And this one comes to us uh, from uh, University of Virginia. Oh. Uh, a dietitian speaking there, Stephanie Brenhofer, was delivering a guest lecture on exercise and nutrition. And she said the word fat is inherently fat phobic. 
because it signals to fat people and really everybody that fatness is bad and thin is good. She said people are not responsible for their weight. She's a moron. All fat does is describe somebody's body shape, and it's not a negative descriptor. She also claimed that body positivity movement has attempted to reclaim the words, as is generally preferred over terms like overweight and obese. So okay, they, this they must want, be a Gen Z. It, well, I would imagine. but yeah, it's, absolutely. She, this is what you're, you're getting, college kids are getting exposed to in... And, 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 and here's just my quick thought, and you guys chime in real quick and we'll move on. This this is the scourge facing our country now yeah. yes. with obesity. And the cost medically across the board is astronomical. And if, if there's something universally killing the vast majority of people, it's obesity mm-hmm. because it leads to so many other things, exactly. whether yeah. it's certain exactly cancers, right. certain illnesses, certain conditions, things like that. Yeah. So. She is doing harm absolutely with yeah. this type of talk. Yeah, absolutely. There isn't anybody out there that needs to be shamed because of their weight issue. Because a lot of people struggle. Yes. Some people have have major issues, and, and and it would be great that everybody gets help. But you know, this doesn't help. This is not. This no. is not a way to get people to be healthier, which in an ideal world would be. Because if you look at the greatest generation, then early baby boomers, you look at the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. You look at photos of people in this country. What do you notice? They most of them look emaciated. Emaciated by our standards. By today's standards, yes. Yes. correct. Absolutely correct. And I understand that because I know I've fluctuated with weight. Artie, you have. Yeah. Pete, you've probably mm-hmm. done okay. And Dan, I would never view you as somebody that, that that's had a weight. Well, in, no, you, I, actually, I I did. I mean, you had guy bef- weight, right? The, like, well, like the belly weight. Bef- probably. Yeah. Bef- before my cancer treatment. Yeah. I was up over 300 pounds. You know, I did. Oh, I, no, 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 no. Really? No, there's yes. a picture of Dan yeah. and Susie, and I was about, like, wow. I was going to say, God, I don't remember Dan. Yeah. I don't remember 300. Sense. And I, I, I lost somewhere in the neighborhood between 70 and 80 pounds. I would say, Through yeah. the cancer. And, I mean, to me, the difference is astonishing. Oh, the way you feel. The way you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think the thing is, I understand what, I don't agree with what the woman is saying, but I understand her perspective right. is that too often... We, if someone is overweight, we add a character yeah. critique to that. Because like it's you're easy. Over, it's yeah, easy you're right overweight yeah. because I, you have no idea why someone is overweight. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it, but, but to say for, for anyone who's presenting themselves as related to healthcare and it, to, to say that being overweight is not a health issue. It's an emotional criminal. issue. No. That's criminal. That, yeah. that it well, it is a health issue. Okay, so um, this is actually a topic I know a lot about. I used to, I used to sell, when I was You're, in yeah, medical sales, I used yeah. to sell yeah. into the obesity market. So I've talked to, been in surgery with uh, bariatric surgeons, doing weight loss surgery, et cetera, et cetera. So, and there was also a, 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 a researcher in Harvard who came out with something very similar to this lady, saying that your being overweight is not your problem. It's not your <laughs> wow. fault. Wow. Okay? And I would... And I think that's an absolute uh, abysmal way to present it because it right. takes the choice out of these people's hands. Okay. Now I don't know everybody's backstory. I know there are very re- there's all kinds of reasons for people being overweight. Okay. And I'm not going to judge that. But by someone saying that your weight, regardless of what it is, is not your fault, is 
doing harm because you take then you're telling that person you have nothing to do with it. You can't do anything about right. it. And right. that is the absolute opposite mindset right. you need yeah. for anything. Well, so if you just say, I have no control over this, I can't do anything about it, and I'm just going to accept it, then you're, you're, it's, you're it's lost. You're it's, it's what's known as a false dichotomy, that mm-hmm. either it is absolutely under your control or it's absolutely not under your control. That is that is fallacious thinking. Yeah. That it's oh it's somewhere in the middle cuz I did not, you know, when I was over 300 pounds, it's not like I'm eating 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, dozens of donuts at a time, etc. There was just some combination of what I was eating and when I was eating it that was not in my best interest. So and if- yeah. So if if you if you're if you're in that position and you have some some health issues and you say you can't you know do anything about it. Yeah. Th- th- it, it it's wrong. So if you decide to take to choose to live healthier and eat healthier, and even if you don't get to the weight that you may ideally Targeting like, yeah. you're still improving your health Correct. along yeah, absolutely. the way. Absolutely. And, and, and so there's there's where the breakdown is in my humble yeah. opinion. I want to right. go on to our best list, but I just yes. want to finish with one thing because folks that have listened to some of the recent podcasts have maybe heard a couple of uh, what we call PSAs, public service announcements. We're all going to be doing some over time. I've done one for colon cancer, one for prostate cancer. And what I want to stress for people that, because we do have an audience out there that listens all over the world, mm-hmm. and for those of you that struggle with weight loss for what it's worth you know and keep in mind I'm not a doctor but I am somebody when I say something like this I'm being genuine mm-hmm. understand that there is help that you can improve and even an incremental bit of improvement yeah. is better than nothing and understand the people around you that you've, you've got support mm-hmm. and I'm sure it probably seems like you don't but you do and I, I want to just bring yeah. one line out of my PSA that I did about prostate cancer and, and maybe this will help you understand it's not just about you but everyone in your life yes. that loves you being in theirs amen so just remember that yeah. you're not forgotten you're not unloved whether you're 600 pounds whether i mean some you know there's there's definitely some extremes out there for folks i mean their their body is their hell so there is a chance there is still a chance that's what i think was amazing about the human body the mm-hmm. resilience of it to recover from things like that so brought it up because obviously this lady's no help, but you know what? There's people out there that can provide it. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Very good. So boomerswithbeverages.com is our website. Please check it out. We got a lot of cool stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, Pete, and Artie are showing off with their great recipes and mm. because they can. Uh, I, I have- got other shit on there too. <laughs> That's fantastic. He does. <laughs> Okay, visit Boomers with Beverages on on YouTube. Yeah, BWB TV, but Dan, more specifically, if you want to cut to the chase and get right to it, it's at BWB TV 645. 645. I can remember that. Yeah, and you can subscribe to our channel, and it costs absolutely nothing. So please subscribe, because we'd love to have you be part of it. We are going to do more with it as we go along, especially Mm -hmm. when we do appearances. We have some guests on that we want to do videos with. We'll uh, definitely be hooking up more on that. So lots more to come, as we, especially as we get through summer. And uh, so much fun stuff going on in our backyard, just like there is where you may live. Always fun stuff to, to do. But we're going to talk about, and maybe this will uh, you know, jar your memory a little bit growing up and things that you've experienced. We've dealt with our best movies, best songs, mm-hmm. best, best lists, things like that. But I wanted to come up with something a little unorthodox when it comes to 
the best of the best. So I came up with a list. Yes. You guys maybe wrote it down. Okay. If you didn't, no big deal because you can improvise. So I'm just going to yell them out, not yell them, but say them, and you guys go with it. So already going to start with you. Okay. With our, with our best of the best. Okay. Best fast food. Fast food. Uh, Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. Pete Molina. Chipotle. Arby's. Yeah, see, I would have to go Culver's for me. Now, I don't, oh. know, how, I don't know how big Culver's is across You've the country. You've had time to think about it. Well, I wrote it hmm. down because that's what the assignment was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it. I know you did. But you didn't say anything about fast food on this. It doesn't say fast food, does it? That's right. It says fast food? The number one. The fast food, okay. Uh, that's not the list I got. Wow. I got a list that was written that's, in Sanskrit. That, that list is completed, so no, you did not get that. No, I did not get that. All right. We could move no, on. No, I didn't get that. It's okay, Marty. All right, yes. You went for three years not even knowing my in my email address. There's no punishment. Here, I didn't so. know. Oh, there's not? There's not. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I yes. calm down now. You missed that part of the email you as well. You don't fail a grade. That's right. It, you know, right. I, I, I apologize for those moments I underestimate Dan, but the teacher in him is a godsend. It right, is. So. It see, really is. See, he just explained why. Yes, Artie, <laughs> you screwed up. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm pretty sure I didn't, it's okay. but okay. I'm just going to send mm -hmm. a note to your mom, and you can mm -hmm. take it to her down the hall. There we go. Yes. <laughs> you don't know what that what you've just done to me. <laughs> Best you need to pay attention, young man. You're a lazy, no good for nothing, nothing. <laughs> Best picnic food. I'm going to go with watermelon. I love cold watermelon on a hot day. Artie Widgery, what do you Big beans, big beans, big beans, big beans. Uh, fried, fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken, good call. I'm with Pete on that. Fried chicken is the greatest. Do you guys have a favorite or is just any fried chicken good? Kind of like, like for the most part, most pizza is good. Like fried chicken still? My wife has a recipe for something called deviled fried chicken, mm. which is the best there is. I won't need anybody else. I'd like to see chicken. that. It is amazing. What's so amazing about it? What's different? It's just, I want to see it, the recipe. It's probably, a, but you, you like marinate it overnight uh -huh. and buttermilk and things and then there's a little spice in the breading and it's just, actually that's what we had for Thanksgiving this year. Wow. Was my wife's deviled fried chicken. See, it I think the also, marinating yeah. is, is such a oh, key with huge chicken, difference, yeah. meat in general because I, I know when I was reading about grilling, mm -hmm. just kind of safety tips to, to grill better yeah. and learn, you know, not to char your meat, things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Is that marinating is is the best thing you can do with any cut? Because yeah. it, it almost cooks it all the way. Right. Yeah, so, some some well, marinating. Well, does. I did actually. I, I did a I did twelve pounds of pork shoulder yesterday for pulled pork, and I did an injection. Mm, yeah. Into the meat, no marinating. I'm like like right before I started smoking it, injected it with this. There's like brown sugar and apple cider vinegar and apple juice and fentanyl. some other things. And yeah, of course, fentanyl. Oh, that goes with us. I don't even have to say that. That's an implied. Sorry. You're right. But anyway, but it just, yeah, it makes the, it gets the flavor all the way through. You're right. Injecting is something that I haven't done, but I've, mm. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, that, it's amazing. That's something else you're talking about. Oh, I'm talking about injecting your food. You're with, supposed with to just take it to Alice. He's a needle. I didn't want to go there, but you know, there's a lawsuit here. Someone has to go there. Yeah. Oh, everybody knows your issue in the bylaws. Yeah. It's on the it's on our <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Go to hell. I'm, I'm, All right, I'm moving on. Best game to play with family friends at a party. What do you got, Pete? Probably Trivial Pursuit. I'm not a game person, so I'll go with Trivial Pursuit. Dan Davis. Well, I, I can't. I'm, I'm following Pete again, and I, I like Trivial Pursuit, but um, I love I love playing Monopoly. Okay. Arthur? Jarts. Okay. 
<laughs> so you that way to, you'll you have, have fewer people. Jarts. You have to you'll, clarify. You'll have fewer people at next year's family the, reunion. The original Jarts. The original Jarts. Today's throw them in the air. Let them fall where they may. Not today's That's right. Lame ass plastic Jarts. <laughs> Uh, honestly, this is something new for us the last few years. Best game to play with family, friends at a party. Any of the Jackbox games. If you're not familiar with Jackbox, it's a, a, a you can get the games on a variety of different sources. You load them onto your to your television. You have a smart TV. I've seen this. And everybody mm. uses their phone to I, answer. I've played this. It's it awesome. It is no. a blast. It there's, is a blast. It sounds like fun. There's probably ser- there's several dozen different games. I cannot recommend it enough. Jackbox.tv is the website, but Jackbox hmm. Games. All right. Check it out. Buy the party pack. I'm telling you, you guys are I agree. I agree. It's it. a fun it's a fun game. It's fun because you don't you don't have a game board, you don't have pieces. Everybody mm-hmm. everybody's on their phone. Everybody has their phone. Their thing, which, and we're laughing our butts off. Yeah. yeah. It's Be- very funny. Best so you, you use your smartphones at parties for good, not for evil. Correct. You're not surfing social yes. media. You're no. actually participating you in have, the events. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what you need. You need a TV. You need a TV so it show everybody score. You that's you're, yeah. We're thinking about the same thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's it. that sounds like yeah. fun. There's 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 some great ones on there. I, I won't go into detail, but check it out. It's, it's well, a bunch. It's well worth it. Uh, Dan, I'm going to start with you for this okay. one. Best version ever of the national anthem. Best version ever of the national anthem. I like, I actually play it often, the uh, Marine Corps band. So just traditional. Just a traditional. Just like yep. that. Yep. My, mine would be, and I'm just a big fan of this because I am also ridiculed for this because I also think they did the best version of Back Home Again in Indiana. I love Straight No Chaser. Every mm. time they do the national mm-hmm. anthem, it is beautiful. It's voices only, acapella, yeah. and they are. If you ever get a chance to see Straight No Chaser, please do. Yeah, I have a friend whose uh, their son is part of that. I can't. It's amazing, yeah. amazing group, out, group. Of, out of IU, Bloomington. Pete. Uh, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. No, the, the 19, know, 1987 NBA All-Star Game, Marvin Gaye. Ooh, oh my, how cool. That would be pull nice. it up, pull it up on YouTube. You, it'll just blow you away. Wow, I like it. That's I'll have to cool. check it out yeah. for sure. Artie? I, I, know, can't, I can't I, remember the year, but I was I in Tampa. You're gonna say. I was in Tampa during the Super Bowl that year. Yep. And it was uh, Whitney Houston, of course, because the flyover came right over the apartment they put me in there in yeah. Tampa. Yeah. And it was, it was, it, it still remains to this day for me one of the most emotional uh, moments I could have. I, I mean, still, it's, it's very I, emotional. I think for most Such people, that's always yeah. number one. Yeah. You know, we we have our <clears throat> personal favorite, but then as far as the populace goes, you know, nobody. Well, that's my personal yeah. favorite. No, and, yeah, but nobody I, would argue that though. Yeah, that I don't was, think so. That yeah. was amazing. And mm-hmm. yeah, what a, what a tragedy. What a, what a shame. She yeah. should still be singing. Agreed. I remember mm-hmm. her first CD. God, yeah. did I have the hots for her. Can I, she, did you, you ever see a beautiful woman and what an incredible voice. Did you ever see My Bodyguard? Yeah, great that's movie. I have not, but I've heard every piece of music that came out of it's it. It's a fantastic movie. I, I it's know a good it's, movie. I, it's yeah. got to be a great movie. Well, your bodyguard's still it. looking for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. Yeah, there's He's that scene work. where he gets into it with another security person, and, and there's no word spoken, but as soon as it's all done, Kevin Costner's character says, we won't talk about this anymore. <laughs> Nice. I'll, I'll look for that. It's a like great, it. yeah. It's a good movie. Artie Widgery, best gift you ever bought your wife. Okay, this is this is kind of intricate. Uh-oh. My wife loves uh, uh, Southwestern jewelry. And now this was not necessarily Southwestern, but it it served the it served its purpose. It was a hon- nice big hunk of turquoise, based in a in a very basic silver setting. And she said, "Artie, this is amazing." She cried and she said, "This is a home run. This is an oh, absolute home run." Sweet. And I can never, never 
uh, eclipse that yeah. ever. Yeah, that's good though. Yeah. I love it, man. Good yeah. job, Pete. Um, you know, first of all, Karen and I aren't big on exchanging gifts. You know, we kind of mm-hmm. like do things for each other during the year. Well, it could as, be something we... you've, you've done. Okay, be, so yeah. I, I would go with uh, the first time that she left the country, I took her to Rome. Mm. You know, that's the first time she traveled nice. overseas, and, and it was a, it was a it was a great trip. And it's cool. Did you would, play uh, Gladiator? <laughs> okay, uh, Dan Davis. We are going to move on from the show. <laughs> um, the best gift I ever I was, gave my I was wife was I, I actually found a. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> thank you. Um, was a. a I oh I'm, I wish I'd looked at this list before trying to think of the best I thing just, I ever I gave wish my wife. Something before this. Yes, I, I, maybe I should. Yes, I actually. I guess I'm going to call this a series of gifts. When, whenever I traveled afar, you know, if I went out of the country, if I went somewhere, I would always bring her back a teddy bear. Oh, I and love so we that. have there's cool. a, there's a shelf in the closet that has dozens of. I got her actually. It was a, I was in Abu Dhabi, went on a layover on my way to India. And I got her a camel. So it's just like we have this whole collection of stuffed camels. teddy bears. Yeah, That's so, so cool. I love a town named That's after cool. Fred Flintstone. Abu it Dabu. is nice, yes. Abu Dhabi Abu <laughs> What a cool thing, though. Yeah. That is very cool. You can find teddy bears everywhere, but then it becomes the uniqueness yeah, of that Each one has bear. a story. You know, there's a place mm-hmm. that it came from and a trip I was on, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. For me, I know, well, Karen would say it's her Louis Vuitton purse. I would disagree because sentimentally, it would be for her tw- our 25th, I... Uh, went around the uh, Noblesville Fishers area and I set up a scavenger hunt for her. I went to Meyer, I went to Starbucks, I went to all these different places. Uh, it, it, this this all worked out and it's amazing that it did because it, it had to be perfect because I went out, set up the clues, talked to the people that needed to be interacted with at these locations and then I, I left an envelope on the bed so as she would get out of the shower, she'd see this poem that would start her on the scavenger hunt. That's so, fun. So the first thing she had to do was go to the Meyer in Noblesville, which had the next piece to the scavenger hunt. And the people that all, at all these places were loving this. They're like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. You know, and I told them, I said, yeah, it's, uh, so it's for, you know, I'm going to give my wife a new ring for our 25th anniversary. After the Meyer, it was Starbucks, which, you know, she at that point was, mm. was living there 99% of the time. <laughs> and so she goes to the Starbucks. And then after that, the very last place was the apartment complex in Noblesville where we first lived. Hmm. And that's where I was waiting in the car with oh. the ring. So wow. that to me was the... Mm-hmm. the that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of work. work. Yeah. Oh, it, well, for all of it to come together because I was yeah. concerned they were going to be like, ah, we can't do that. That's against company policy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, maybe. And you also ran the risk of Karen going, this is ridiculous. No, no yeah. she would never do that because she, she knows mm-hmm. how I am with gift giving and the creative stuff I'll come up with and things like that. So yeah. it's fun. You guys all well, blew me away with your stuff. It's fantastic. I did. I, I got to... I, 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 Forgot about this, but you reminded me. I did a thing for my wife's 50th birthday. I did. I took uh, Bon Appetit Magazine's Century of American Food edition, which came out in like early 2000. I we did. I did a party. It was celebrating a half century of Susie. Oh, cool. And so I went cool. through and looked at, because she was born, she's a few years older than me. She was born in the 50s. So I looked at, you know, what was like the big food trends of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And so each course and the meal was from that decade you know what like the uh the main dish was uh julia child for her first episode of her cooking show the french chef with julia child she made a beef bourguignon beef stew 
basically. Mm. So that was, and, and I had a lot of fun with that. See, it would have been so easy for me with Karen to do that. It would have been Pop-Tarts and Hot Pockets. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> and a napkin. What was I and thinking? A, yeah. yeah, it's all, you know. Incredibly clever. Find your shortcuts. Nice job, Dan. That's a good, Thank that's you. a good it was one. Fun. That's a good one. This is going to be tough, but I know I have mine here. Best food to satisfy a sweet tooth. For me, it's relatively new. I love crumble cookies. And mm. gradually, they are going all over the country. Started in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. started in Utah. Uh, opening up in Indiana, but they're they're moving all over the country. Their cookies are insanely good. Crumble, C R U M B L. That's how you spell crumble cookies. Mm. Good stuff. All right, Artie. Uh, my favorite sweet uh, cure a sweet tooth. Best food to satisfy a sweet tooth. Um, I would. Okay, this time, Pete. It's... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'm joking. No, I, I don't have anything. Kid, I, well, I haven't you, had a sweet in 10 years. Do you years. have a sweet tooth? Yes, absolutely. So what was it at your prime, your prime sweet tooth satisfaction era? <laughs> cotton candy. I, I was looking at Dan to make sure I'm linguistically making sense. Cotton candy was number one. You can't get sweeter than cotton candy. But two behind that was chocolate-covered cherries. Okay. Pete, what do you got for that sweet tooth? Basic moist chocolate cake nothing yeah. fancy mm-hmm. i don't like dense chocolate just give or, me a piece of grandma's chocolate cake with ice cream mm-hmm. i'm happy traditional yeah right yeah. can't go yeah. wrong mm-hmm. dan davis coconut macarons oh uh, man didn't take you long did no, not take no he, because he makes them enough i'm yeah and he makes a lot of them i mean yes i'm going to give a plug there's a video on our bwb tv webpage on how, surprisingly simple so very, it, it very is. I it's very simple. I was surprised when I watched it how simple it was. Yeah, and I and I got in the kitchen. I was going to duplicate it. Mm-hmm. I go, uh, no. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just want to eat them. Right, yeah. Thank you. I, I want to get to most of this, but I'm going to skip a couple. So I'm going to go ahead to the uh, Dan. I'll start with you. Okay. Best thing your mom baked or cooked? Best thing my mom used to make. We lived within walking distance of my elementary school. I would walk home for lunch and she would take a piece of bread, put peanut butter on it, miniature marshmallows, put it under the broiler to toast the tops of the marshmallows. So very, very good. And how about your dad? My dad was not a cook. Okay. So really nothing. It was all all, all through mom. For me, my mom being from the Ukraine came over in Mm. 1933 with her brother, sister and parents to escape the savage Bolsheviks, which was a horrid time that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very little history gets taught about that with the yeah. tens of millions of people that were, were killed. She was old school, very traditional. And I know this is going to sound shocking because I am completely have completely obliterated this. She w- didn't like to eat out. She liked to cook from mm-hmm. scratch. And when I mean from scratch, you could walk in the kitchen. And I have a cousin who's like this, who used to be the, one of the main chefs for Volvo in Sweden. He can go, you, I, you can go in a kitchen and go, oh my gosh, we got nothing. We got to go to the grocery store. He'll mm-hmm. walk in there and 20 minutes later, here you go. Yeah. How'd you make that? Hmm. I mean, he's just trained. Mm-hmm. It's just mind boggling. When you see like a true hardcore chef, Yeah, it is mind boggling. Not just, you know, it's-, it's We do it's, it every day. No, you don't do this. I can tell you right now what he I does- I do it every day. Is, inc- hmm. is incredible. Uh, for my mom, it's pierogies. Mm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never had one, yeah. but they look amazing. And if, you, you, yeah. if you're talking about the ones that you buy frozen at Kroger or at a grocery mm. store, wrong. Yeah. Mm. They have to be homemade. Mm-hmm. No, not, you know, and, and really, she made a lot of stuff. Uh, cabbage rolls that she made were phenomenal. Mm. Any, any traditional Ukrainian food that she made. Mm-hmm. For my dad, it was meatloaf. He made the greatest meatloaf. Mm. And I don't know about you guys, but that's one of my- There's some weakness for I me. Will I will usually, yeah. when I go somewhere, if I see a meatloaf on there, I'll try it. Because you don't see it very often. 
Yeah. So you know who has a good meatloaf in a restaurant is is I know they got a lot of stuff, but the Cheesecake Factory does a sure. damn good job yeah. with their meatloaf. You know, that's the last it's thing one I had. Few we places, were there. It's one of the ago. few places that has a good one. Uh-huh. Well, that was, like growing up for my dad's birthday, every year he would have my mom would make meatloaf and pineapple upside down cake mm. every birthday. Wow. But to me, I I like a good meatloaf, but. I, I just, I'm always hesitant to order in a restaurant because that's something that is easy enough to get at home. I'd rather, if I go out to a restaurant. I want something like, yeah, some, I'm yeah, not going to make. Yeah, I'm not going to make. Yeah. yeah. Pete? My mom made the best lasagna. <clears throat> I mean, if, from, from scratch, she, she mm-hmm. cooked the noodles, laid them out. Uh, it, it was fantastic. To this day, I, I can't, I don't order lasagna out. I just, I tried mm, a I couple either. and I go, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just not worth it. I that's don't cool. think traditional Italian families would ever, ever buy store-bought on that stuff. Yeah. That's no. all made from scratch. Yeah. I mean, even restaurants. I, I mean, Is I've, it the I've brick, ordered. like brick, like the thick, like heavy? Yeah. yeah see, that, mm-hmm. that's see, the great lasagna. Yeah. yeah. And and she, and she made it. What was interesting is, you know, sometimes you go, you'll get a lasagna and they, they cut it and it just sort of falls apart. Mm-hmm. Somehow she was able to cook it so that when she cut it, those squares were pretty solid. And yeah. you oh, could, that's cool. Could eat it. Yeah. yeah. Like when you make a good pie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. all the ingredients yeah. don't run out. It's, yeah. a, it's a lasagna brick. Pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I love about a good cheesecake. I love yeah. the New York, mm-hmm. the brick type cheesecake, not creamy. You know, how about your dad? Did he? Uh, he, he liked to grill. Okay. So he, ribs. So he anything was, or mm, oh, ribs was Yeah, yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, would, he could slow cook them uh, and they were great. He just, he loved to like lord over the grill. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Watch yep. those grill. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. think about getting in, you know, getting there yeah. before yep. they're done. Uh-uh. The grill master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Artie, how about your mom and dad? My mom uh, used to, well, the best thing she ever cooked for me was um, uh, uh, it was a lamb stew. It was mm. remarkable, and she'd never made it before, Ooh. and it was the best thing I ever put in my mouth. But mm. what she was famous for was pot roast. She was mm. really good. Pot- We're from Memphis, you know, and yeah. and we didn't we went out for ribs because people could do it better yeah. out there. But mm-hmm. that's what we grew up on. But my mom, her th- best thing was absolutely pork roast. Your I dad? mean, excuse me, uh, roast beef. How about your dad? Dad, he was not a cook. He was he was a he was a serve me, serve me, okay. serve me. I got you. Wait on me. Bring me you. whatever you have, and I will eat it and I will love it. But he his his claim to fame in our family was <sighs> scrambled eggs. Yeah, mm. yeah that's how, that's how ingenious he was. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're still talking about it, so obviously it meant go. something to you. Yeah, so well, that's pretty really. cool. Uh, <laughs> this might take a, a, a little longer, so I have to be concise on this. That's just going to be fun to talk about because we all have comedy in our background, mm-hmm. and I'm sure throughout our lives we've done these. But I want to know, Dan Davis, if you have a best practical joke you ever played. Oh, I know. I hate everything about practical jokes. <laughs> I, I because I understand. It, well, it's it, summer to, to me. It all depends on you get somebody to trust you. And you screw them over somehow. So I don't do practical jokes. Pete Molina? Yeah, I'm not big on them because they tend to be mean-spirited. But, mm. uh, but, but, right. but here's, so I was, I was at a conference once uh, when I was uh, working full-time in medical conference. And we were part of a company that was being bought by another company. Mm-hmm. And they were, we were there together to, to, you know, sort of do this transition. So we, we called, we convinced one of the guys in our group, in our sales group, that this new company really wanted to hire him for a really big time position. Oh, no. So we called him up oh, the evil. night before and said, hey, you know, I think you need to be aware 
of this, you better get yourself prepared because the words are out that they're going to really want to talk to you about this. And hmm. of course, it was a big joke. And well, that's that in, is in, mean spirited. Yeah, it was. But, in that's, that's, but I, I didn't come up with the idea, but I helped execute it. But <laughs> I, I've got one to share. But I don't agree with you that they're always mean. They're, they tend to be mean spirited right. it's because you know you can't tell me when Steve Baird and I would prank Tommy Blaze, the headliner down at the Huntsville, the Alabama Pitcher Show, and keep sending people to well, his yeah, door so yeah. he couldn't get laid. That's not that's not even that's not me spirit. No, that's, that's damn hilarious. Funny. That's, a, that's <laughs> hilarious. But see, there are good practical yeah, jokes. So there's pranks and there's practical jokes. And so yeah, well, that's a great you know, that is a great prank. Do you, you want me to do mine or you got one? I got a great one. Okay. That's probably right. the best one I've ever been involved You're in. You're cool. You're cool. It was uh, had to do with uh, uh, with crackers. Comedy club mm-hmm. and the owner at the time, which I will not name, one of the <laughs> comics was coming through. Was a very known, um, not womanizer, but he loved women, and he loved Asian. <laughs> That's women. a womanizer loved, by definition. He loved Asian women, and he was single, and he always loved single Asian women. Okay, so we, we're going to set him up. We're going to set him up with a uh, uh, an Asian woman that is in the middle of her transition. Okay. Uh, not a, and not everything was done. Oh. In other words, the lower half was not done yet. Yeah. Okay. So there yeah. were still some parts attached. Well, we set him up. We had a comp. We had. We were going to take him to the bar. We had the limo already. She was in the bar. He was in the bar. Whatever. And we all got in the. We all got in the limo, and we went to the bar, the the dance bar. All of us got out except for those two. The comic and the Asian woman, and so because we knew what we knew what was going to happen, so we're all standing around the bar having a cocktail, and all of a sudden here comes the comic. He's got the eyes about as big as <laughs> hard-boiled eggs. Okay, they're huge, and he's got a, he's, he's he's all disheveled, and he's, his his ties all messed up, his his pants he's he's kind of like hadn't beckled his belt, and we go, what's wrong? What's wrong? You're gonna have to cut something here. <laughs> okay. He looks at us, he goes. My date, my date. I said, <laughs> we lost it. Oh, we lost my it. God. We lost he it. He was traumatized. It was the best practical oh. joke I'd ever seen in my life. That's fantastic. Oh. I can't top it, but in terms of, of a joke that went mm-hmm. where I didn't think it would go, I'm uh, Saturday mornings I would usually always get the nod to do morning sports on WIBC. I, you know, I was just kind of being the working behind Bob Lamy. Bob's not getting up on Saturday. So <laughs> I'm in there working with Bruce Stevens. This is my second time at WIBC. And Bruce was a jock from the East Coast, super great guy. And we would, I would just stay in the room with him because, you know, to sportscast two, three minutes, it's not like I had to go prep for it. And we would just chat. And he was always fun. So we had a producer that was down the hall. And they still, at this point on WIBC, used to do lost pet reports. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. I got to have some fun here. So I get on the phone and I call in a lost dog <laughs> report to the producer. And so I'm doing my, you know, doing a real straight lace voice and describing the dog, da, 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 hang up the phone. And Bruce is sitting there going, you evil SOB. <laughs> and he comes in a few minutes later. He goes, yeah, I got a, I got another, uh, I got a lost dog report. Is there, can, you, can you talk about it on the air? And Bruce like, yep, we'll make sure I get to it. So I let a few minutes go by. I call him back. I do a different voice. Yeah, I just found a dog, hmm. and I described the dog exactly like the call that I had just given, and I, you know, and he comes in, and I had the phone on hold, and I'm just sitting there, and he's like, "This is the craziest thing, guys! They just called in the lost dog. This guy on the other line has the dog. Hmm. What, what? I mean, how? What should I do?" And I go, "Well, did the other guy leave a number?" And he goes, "No." He goes, "Well, maybe he'll call back and see if you know what the status is on his dog." 
So he goes back. Ten minutes later, I call him. I'm the guy that lost the dog. And the producer, I, we hear him. He goes, you're not going to believe this, sir. We have your dog. We found it. We found it. He's all excited about it. Just all excited about it. And the guy goes, excellent. Uh, do, do you know where it is? And he goes, no, I'll have I'll have them bring it to the station and you can meet up here. Is, is that, does that work? Is, you know, he's mm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know where WIBC is. I'll come up there. So he hangs up the phone. A few minutes later, I call back as the guy that found the dog. And the producer's like, you still have the dog? And I go, yeah, I still am right here. He goes, can you bring it to the station? The guy's on his way to the station. And he goes, yeah, I'll bring it there. So he hangs up the phone. So he's left it at that. So I call back one more time as the guy coming to get the dog. All right, I'm leaving my house now. So did you get it all worked out? Is my dog going to be there? I cannot wait. My kids are so excited to see this dog. And the, guy, the producer's like, yep. They're going to be here in like 10, 15 minutes. So you guys meet up. You'll get your dog. And the guy goes, thank you so much. This is this dog means so much to our family. Boom. So I let it simmer for a few minutes. I call back 10 minutes later, and I'm the guy that found the dog. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. I, I was putting the dog in the car, and it ran out into the traffic. And I'm like sobbing. And you should hear the producer. Oh he's like, and Bruce Stevens, the, the jock, is like, he's ready to just fall on the floor. He's dying because... He's just falling for it, hook, line, and sinker oh, from top to bottom. And now he thinks the guy's coming to get his dog who is now dead. And he's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> it teaches you some lessons about I, shouldn't, shows you shouldn't do on, yeah, on radio. I, I, I never told him. Wow. Oh, you know, never man. told him? No, I had to go to a game at Hinkle. I had to leave it. <laughs> so, off to a best. Oh, All right, let's, let's finish up with this one because I know this will be fun. Uh, best road comic you ever worked with. I know, I'm going to start with mine. Do you hear? You can, can I go first? Go ahead. Steve Baird. I've worked with a lot of very funny, incredibly talented people, including the gentleman that's sitting what right the, across from me, Artie Widgery. You didn't say but, me? But oh, no, man, I'm hurt. No, St Steve was everybody's <laughs> brother. I'm telling you, man. There was a connection with Steve that people had that, you know, and, and we've we've had a great relationship for 40 years, but man, I'm telling you, I miss that man every day. I miss him too, and he was yeah. the worst comic I ever had to work with on, on, on the road. Yeah, he'd get drunk at the beginning of every freaking show. He would he would call out every all of his show was nothing but hecklers, hecklers, heckler, heckler, and he would just keep heckling the hecklers every damn show. You know what that does to a damn headliner? It ruins the show. You, you're mm -hmm. expected to heckle the heckler, hecklers. Yeah. Yeah. See, you had a different perspective. I was his, oh, I was his feature. So yeah. I, I, I never went after Steve. Uh -huh. Are you kidding me? No. But I kept telling Steve, stop doing that. So I would say best road comic and also best comic to travel with because driving with him in his car, his little red escort, mm. and the stories, <laughs> holy moly. That was just a great time. I'm grateful that I got to one do day, One day you're going to have to share every with everybody. Maybe you already have on this podcast, right. but the yeah. story up in oh, yeah, Canada. For sure. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That, yeah. was, that yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure he's still laughing at me about it. So Dan Davis, how about you? Bill Bauer. Oh, it was guy. just brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. His writing. He, he wrote. I mean, he intentionally sat down at a type. That's what he told me, that some days he sits and stares at the blank page on the typewriter and doesn't type anything. But every day, he sits at that typewriter for like two hours. I have a copy of the script that he wrote for Roseanne. Oh, wow. Uh, Do you think it's worth anything on eBay? I no. would have no idea. Yeah. but it's so. And it's signed by every, it, everybody signed it or it means, scribbles it, on it. It, it, means, it means a lot. And I'm yeah. sure to somebody yeah. it might. But yeah. I just remember with working with him on the road, his personality. He was just like you as a young comic, mm -hmm. you wanted to take notes. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. 
He was yeah. a great guy. And yeah. He, he yeah. passed away prematurely too. Way, like Steve did. way too yeah. early. Way too early because yeah. he was known by Wild Bill Bauer. Yeah. yeah. And God, did he have some of the craziest uncle? What was it, Uncle Elmer? Uncle? I think it was Uncle Elmer. Yeah. Who and in my conversation, a lot of these family stories he told were true. Were more or less true. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The story very were great. slightly exaggerated, but yeah, so yeah. so funny. Pete Molina, uh, Kevin Meany. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. I remember driving yeah. him to and for to and from. Terre Haute for uh, one of Sobel's gigs hmm. and we go drive there to do the show and then drive back and he's smoking pot all hmm. the way back and it, he, he was he was a fun he was very nice uh, you know very helpful uh, funny funny guy a lot of those guys those yeah. Boston comics were funny as hell a lot of a lot of people funny. say he had one of the top five if not top three first time appearances on Carson oh that was because so funny. it was like Louis Anderson uh, Ellen there's a, there's a handful of people that when, when they went on, their future was guaranteed. Yeah. Because yeah. they not only did they get the thumb uh, the, the got thumb the, up or the, the, o- the, the okay sign, mm-hmm. they got called over to the couch, which yeah. is like mind-boggling. Yeah. Because yeah. you, know? you know at that point the king has christened you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Well, and, he, and, and the thing about that, I think it was his first time that – you know, he wasn't doing all that well. And yeah. so he's dressing, I don't care. I know, right? oh, and yeah, I hear Carson was almost literally on the floor yeah. laughing at that. Yeah. And well, and Kevin Meany was the moments. first they really ghost. Were. He was the first guest on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. That I don't know if you ever saw that yes, episode, but I I don't I hadn't seen that one. But yeah, I know he, who that he is because I I like watched it a while back. It was on some streaming service. But yeah, he was like the first guest wow. on the first episode of Space Ghost wow. Coast to Coast. Already. Well, it, this guy has a horrible re- reputation, and I understand why. Hmm. But he was one of the funniest men I ever worked with. But he was he was just genuine as hell when when it came to being off stage. It was Ollie Joe, yeah. Ollie Joe Prater. Mm, yeah. He was he was he was the funniest man walking at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and, and a lot of people say everything he did was stolen. That's not true. I would only say half of the things he did were stolen. <laughs> well, but and he was, I was, he was fun to work with because to, I didn't steal up with the anyway. shit. Yeah, you would be mm-hmm. tough to steal from anyway because your characters are so unique too. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't gonna steal. And, from and he's not a no character. Way. No, he's he, not. He is. No, he is. But, but he's he doesn't not do doing characters. the shop teacher. Yeah, he's not doing stuff you're doing. Yeah, but no way. Yeah, of but, course he has a huge but he history. Was, but he was a gem to work with because that's what I've heard. He he started my he helped start my career. Wow. He helped start mm-hmm. my career. He, I, I, I was emceeing at Crackers, and he said, you need some more work, don't you? And I go, oh, you better believe it. I just started. I, I need something on the calendar. He said, stop by the condo tomorrow at 11 o'clock. I stopped by at 11 o'clock. Lou Deck let me in the door, and he comes down and, is, and just boxers. Sure. Hmm. He's 390 pounds, and he's yeah. wearing just boxers. So anyway, and he gets Tom Sobel on the phone down in Louisville, who, God bless him, hope he's doing okay. Uh <clears throat> but he put me for 17 weeks of work right nice. there. That's wow. awesome. Comedian yeah. Bernie Lover says one of the best stories. He was booked to be the feature act <laughs> at Comedy on Broadway That's in Lexington. Story. And he gets to the condo and he's jiggling the door. And all of a sudden he hears, because Ollie Joe's the headliner. So he jiggles the handle of the door and all of a sudden he hears, Hey! Hey! Help me! Help mm. me! I've fallen in the bathtub! I need somebody to help me! So... Bernie tells a story that he's envisioning a 390-pound naked Ollie Joe huh. in the bathtub. So he left. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I am not I'm starting the week. Door. Nine going I am in not there. starting the week oh, like this. Nope, 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 nope. This is not happening. Not what he should have done is he should have left and then called the 
the, yeah. the, the, left the door unlocked and called the fire department. Sure. Mm-hmm. Come sure. get him out. Good stuff, guys. Appreciate <laughs> you sharing all that. I know we a uh, little bonus podcast here, but it's all Indeed. good. So we'll have some fun. It's all good. Let's just hope everybody enjoyed it out there. And uh, appreciate everybody that's been uh, finding us and yeah. listening to our podcast because you're everywhere, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, stateside, but all over the hinterlands. We have people <laughs> listening. Do, do I get a ribbon? We you learned. Got, yes, yes. yes. learned from it. My teacher gives me a ribbon. This is good. Thank you for the clarification on that. You're very welcome. I kind of felt proud to even say the word. That's just flowed perfectly. You, you've learned. Fantastic. Pete Molina, thank you for everything you shared on this one and for everything, man. You're doing awesome and we'll uh, be doing this again. That's the, well, I hope that you do that as good news. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> and, and another day above ground is always good news. Well, don't, yeah, don't get lost going home. Okay. Yeah. I can't help you. Don't get lost going home. No, I, I got to I gotta go to work after this. There okay. You, you know how to get there? <laughs> no. Yes, I do. Go back the way you came. I know. Dan Davis, appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, good to be here. Dan uh, does so much behind the scenes, too, so he, yeah. we're always grateful for that. And, uh, Keeps Art, me off the streets. Art Baker, doing an extraordinary job. Mm-hmm. The fact that the man stayed awake for this, even though it was mm-hmm. pretty touch and go. <laughs> there was a few times we had to smack nope. him in the side of the head. <laughs> Art's, like, up, Art. Art's like an old color TV. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to whack the side. <laughs> he needs an adjustment. He needs an adjustment. <laughs> He's good, man. So we're, we're grateful to have him. We're lucky to have him. Uh, Taylor Scott is out uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, I think Taylor is in Tokyo this week. Well, good for him. <laughs> not that someone has to be. You sound excited, man. I really don't think he is. I'm just making him sound bigger than he is. <laughs> Taylor's like, I am? I am. Mean, he's in Trafalgar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Already, thank you. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. It was uh, a pleasure. Appreciate and, you. and I've got another five minutes to do here. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Yes, 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 you are. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. It's in the bathroom I'm when gonna, I get there. That's where my five minutes is coming from. Uh, uh, that's fantastic. I gotta go. Indeed. We always like to leave on a high note. Thank you so Bye. much. So, for all of our Bye. podcast folks out there, boomerswithbeverages.com is the website. Dan Davis, YouTube, they can check out at BWBTV645. Lots of great stuff on there. Have some mm-hmm. fun with that. And we cannot wait to get together with you again. We're going to do it soon. So, thanks for listening to Boomers with Beverages. Thanks for listening to Boomers with Beverages. Sound recording engineer, Art Baker. Audio editor and post-production technician, Dan Davis. Showrunner and distributor, Taylor Scott of iPodcastPro.com.